everyone, and welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I am your host, the Coupon Queen Pen. Guys, oh my gosh, it seems like school just ended, right? Well, this is the time when we should be finding out what we should be doing for the next semester, next school year, all of that. So, my next guest is going to help with just that. So let's take a moment out and we'll be right back. So guys, like I was saying, I have Shelly Howard and we're always trying to figure out, you know, how do we save money for college? How do we get there? When do we get there? Why do we get there? And how do we do it kind of without pulling out our hair? And this is where Shelly comes in. So Shelly, please introduce yourself to my listeners. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Shelly Howard, and I, it is a pleasure to be here. I help families get into their best fit school academically, socially, and financially and do it with a return on investment or debt-free. So we focus on working with middle and high school students and their parents to prepare for college and beyond. Okay, so, you know, I think the one thing that got me, especially because you do have a book out, and we always think about preparing for college. We think about the money, we think about, you know, how long ahead we should do this. And no one, honestly, I would say, I I have to ask that question. When do we start? Do we start when we have baby in belly or do we start, (laughs) do we start when they reach kindergarten or do we just go ahead and cram everything when they're in high school and go, oh no, you're going to college in four years. Like when do we start? That is a beautiful question, and it it really comes down to the family's core values. If the family values education and preparation for that, I have had people call me when they're pregnant, and that's why I had to giggle, because there, there is things that you can do when they're younger to set the stage. Now, you're not going to start, you know, hammering on what do you want to major in and what, what college, like, it really comes down to the things you can do when they're little the more they see you read, the more they want to read. So instead of being on your cell phone, I tell parents, put your cell phone in a magazine or a book and have your student think, wow, mommy and daddy love to read. I want to read. And that gives them the gift of learning and knowledge. And then as they start to approach, you know, the end of elementary school every student matures differently. And if you have a student who's curious about college or loves the idea of education, then college tours are a great way to add on to a family vacation. So preparing for college is not necessarily what a lot of people think as, okay, what do you wanna do and how are you gonna get there? It's more about helping your student learn about what are their core values, What are their passions? What are their annoyances? What are those things that are going to help them learn 
Am I good at English, math, science, history? Do I like people? Do I not like people? Those core things are going to set them up for ease of planning for college. But any listener can smile when they think about child one, two, three, four, or five, they're all different. And so there's no one way to do it or one best way to do it. It really is getting clear on that student and where they're at in the growth process. Okay, that, you know what, I, I love that answer because that makes it so much clearer. It's, it's one of those things of, you know, because we put so much stress on it. You know, it, it's one of those things I, I think I, I have to confess my, for those that don't know, you know, I do have one and I think I dragged Neo to a college fair at like 12 and they're like looking at him and they're like, well, what do you want to do? And he's explaining what he wants to do. And he felt so awkward. So <laughs> I don't think that's quite the approach that, you know, I think he was more, more prepared than I thought he was, but it was just, you know, we get this idea of, I think, and is it fair to say we have to get that idea out of our minds of, okay, I'm saving up for this particular school? Because I think that's where, where we go is we, we, we have our own agenda, so to speak, for our children. And, and I think that's what you're get pretty much getting at. Absolutely. So when you think about how do you even know if a school is a good fit for the student if they haven't picked a major? Because not every college has every major. So when I talk to students and they're quick to say, oh, my dream school is UC Santa Barbara, and I ask them why, and they say, whoa, have you not seen the view from their dorms? And I go, and I'm like, so that's the thought that's been put into the best fit school. Or the parent who graduated and loves the college they attended. Well, if the student's not identical to the, the parent, it still may not be a good fit. So fundamentally, if a parent goes into trying to pick a college before they understand what their child's needs, wants, and desires are, it's like putting a square peg in a round hole, and that's not going to equal a good academic fit, social fit, or financial fit. Starting with the student and then picking the right fit college equals the perfect fit. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So where do, I mean, we're paying attention to, we've got the fact that we need to really pay attention to our children and what their passions are because what we may want from, from, for them is different from what they may want. How do we include them in the process? So the interesting thing is, so I have two biological kids, two step kids, and an Italian exchange student living with me, and they're all completely different. So each one of them would participate a little bit different. 
my firstborn was like, oh yeah, he's the pleaser. Whatever you say, mom, that sounds great. Let's give it a try. My second said, why, why do I need to do that? (laughs) And you know, all the parents who are listening are like, yep, I have one of those too. So what it comes down to is some students will take their parents' passion for this idea and love it. Other students will be like, well, it's mom's idea. It's not my idea. That's not what I want to do. And they're going to push back. I had a a family call me yesterday and the mom is like, how do I get them to listen to me? (laughs) And I'm like, well, that's more of a parenting thing than a college thing. But in reality, if it's the student's idea, the student will want to lead it, participate in it, lead others to it and be passionate about it. So many parents lead with, why don't you do this or do that or do this or do that? And the student's like, I have zero. I don't want to deal with that age group or I don't even like people. I've had that happen before. I'm a complete stranger when I start with a student and I can get to their 10 top passions in less than 15 minutes because they know that I don't have any ulterior motive other than to get them into their dream school. So they're very open to sharing. Or if a parent addresses, well, why don't you go do this? The student's thinking, well, yeah, that's what you want to do, but that's not what I want to do. And so it tends to be two strong-minded people battlefield. And so a lot of it's in the approach of how we do it and the questions we ask. Ah, so when you're meeting, because you and I spoke and you said you do a lot of one-on-one when dealing with families and parents and students. So when meeting a family, do you meet the family as a whole at first or Do you just meet with the parents? Do you meet with just the students? Who are you meeting with? So the very first discovery call that I I really have every family go through is a family unit. In other words, the student and the parents, whatever that family dynamic looks like, because I want everybody to understand what colleges are looking for And is the student willing to do it? Because I can give them all of these amazing things and support them and guide them and mentor them. But if they fold their arms and roll their eyes and go, I'm not doing that. I want, I can't work miracles. (laughs) That student has to want to go to college and see the value of the guidance. And I need the parents to understand the dynamic Because I, if the student doesn't want to do it, I can't make them do it. Only the student can have the buy-in. So understanding from the parental perspective, this is what they need to do to get into the dream school, the plan B, the plan C. But if the parent is looking for a financial fit and the student's looking for a social fit, we first need to address that everybody needs to get on the same playing field before we can talk about the rules of the game. So everybody needs to understand what it takes 
so they can all be working towards the same goal. Wow. Okay. Okay. So when do you meet with just the student just to find out, hey, okay, I spoke to all of you together. You know what? I find out this is, you know, you're, you're different from what your, your ideas are different from what your parents are. What, why don't we sit down and discuss this? When does that happen for you? So as soon as I determine that the student really wants to go to college and is willing to do what it takes, that's when we have that discussion. I can't help every student. If they don't want the help, I can't force them. So first I need to establish, does this student see the value of having a certified professional college consultant and strategist help them, teach them the rules of the game. As soon as they raise their hand and go, yes, please, that would be amazing. Then we can get to the core root of, okay, let's do this. And this is what needs to happen. That's when we have that discussion. So have you ever had any students just look at you like, please rescue me from this nightmare of what my parents want me to be. I do believe uh, students are put in front of me um, to save them from some situations. Yes. And I do believe that sometimes a well-meaning parent is not connecting with their teenager and I can help them both. But it really, if there's a parent who is overbearing and suffocating the child, the parent has to also realize that. And if they're continuing to do that and the student is running away from that, I can step in and support both of them. But the parent has to be willing to let that happen. I can't... uh, I can't protect that student if the parent doesn't see the value in having um, the support of a professional. Understandable, understandable. So, okay, you know, and you have this amazing book out that kind of guides people toward all of your great knowledge. And, okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you said people are getting a free copy of this book. Yes. For your listeners, I would like to gift them a free copy of my best-selling book. And the book is called How to Send Your Student to College Without Losing Your Mind or Your Money. And that is a gift because it it gives every family the opportunity to understand what they need to do. And all they have to do is go into Google and type freebook.collegereadyplan.com. Freebook at college ready, I'm not freebook, period collegereadyplan.com. And that will gift them a free book so they can at least be on the same playing field with their child. And it is is an easy book for a busy working parent like myself to go through and be understanding 
what are the rules of the game? It's a great foundation. And, and for those that are like, well, okay, how is this lady talking about all this stuff? She has children that are in college. And if you've ever had to look at a college application and all the college applications, trust and believe you are going to want this book. Trust me, as a parent, you're going to want to, want to look at this book because at some point you find yourself saying, okay, why am I filling out so many applications? Why am I putting out so much money for this? And what the heck is going on? And I mean, I've had a child that decided first year, hey, what I want is not what you want or what I want is not what I wanted the year before. So yay, let's change majors. So yes, before you go through that, I definitely suggest at least getting the book and definitely talking to Shelly because this does clear up a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I, I think one of the things that really for me is we often hear, you know, well, and, and I think that's what gets put, pushed a lot is, hey, you're going to college and the child doesn't know what the heck they're, you're half talking about because you're telling them in the first grade that they're going to college and they're like, yeah, I'm going to college. They, 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 they're not grasping what's going on here. And that's a, that's the real problem. So we really focus on the academic fit, the social fit and the financial fit. Every time a child changed their major, it costs the family more money. And so we do all of this work. So we really like starting with students as soon as they promote from eighth grade, because that summer before high school counts towards college. And it is the most underutilized summer that they'll have. So they get a jump start and feel confident going into high school. And they're already doing their passion with purpose community service. They're looking at leadership opportunities. They know the essays they're going to have to write and they're getting clearer on what am I going to talk about? So doing all of this early gives them the opportunity to do it without debt. So if money is at all a concern for your listeners, the FAFSA looks at the second semester of the sophomore year and the first semester of the junior year. So if you wait and start talking about this at the end of their junior year, you have put your family at a big financial problem or position because you haven't understood the financial side of the process. So we help families understand what's on the FAFSA, what's not on the FAFSA, what's on the CSS profile, how to lower your expected family contribution to get scholarships. Chasing scholarships $50 at a time is going to lead to burnout from your student. And honestly, that is not where the big money comes. Our students received over $17.6 million in the last two years. That's on top of need base. The students earned it. And that's because we're putting the student at the right university, helping them find the right scholarships and preparing their family financially to 
get that money. So please know the sooner you start this process, the more money your family will receive. And I think that's the one thing is that we are more, how can I put it? We are more test driven because we're thinking, okay, when is my child taking the, the PSATs? When are they taking the SATs? When are they taking the ACTs? And then we're harping on junior year. And I'm really glad that you put that out there that in other words, it's not just junior year, it's the end of sophomore year as well. And if you get them involved right before they go to high school, they're more well-prepared because that, that is not something we think of. Most people are, you know, and, and guilty as charged are, are high school crammers. We're thinking, okay, these four years are important and we've got to find your best school. You know, so I, I'm glad you said that. Well, it's important for families to get clear on what's important to them. If finances are going to drive the process, then starting early, getting the financial house in order, getting the students, there's a question on the college application that will ask them, how long, how many years did you do the activity? How many hours per week and how many weeks per year? If they have nothing until the end of their junior or senior year, that is not going to bode well on the college application when other students have been doing this because it truly is important to them versus what do I have to do just to get into college? Right now, okay, here is the one thing that, and I, I, I mean, we've seen it on TV, but I mean, I've, I've actually seen students like this where they're doing so much community service and so much extracurricular that they almost have no time for themselves. Is this a good thing? Because in other words, people are looking for this for college applications to make sure, you know, okay, my child has to have a sport. They have to have some sort of community service. So they sign them up for every piece of community service they can find, even if they have to send them somewhere, you know? And is, are we pushing our children to the point of burnout at that point instead of, you know, because again, going back to what the student wants, are we pushing our children to the point of burnout? Well, number one, it's totally not necessary. I have parents who call me and they're like, okay, my, my child just finished their 12th AP class and they're doing college work and then they're doing this. I mean, I'm exhausted listening to what these young people have to do. And it truly is not necessary. The problem is it's well-meaning parents listening to everything and everyone they talk to, but nobody is listening to what do colleges want? That, that, it's like, I, I tell students it this way. It's like, pick a sport, any sport, soccer. If you take your young child to a soccer field and you hand them a ball and you say, okay, go win. They look at you and they're like, win? How do you even play the game? But right. that's what's happening in college is we're putting all this pressure and do this, do this, do this to all these students, 
but they don't even know how to play the game. They don't know the rules. They don't know what's important. They don't know how to prioritize. It's like, you know, when you watch a soccer game and all the little kids follow the ball all the way up the field and all the way down the field and they just want to come off the field. They're so exhausted. (laughs) They're like, this game is not fun. I'm tired. That's what we're doing to these poor kids. All they need to do is understand what's important. And that's what's in my book. I teach you, this is what's important. Don't burn out your child. It is unnecessary. So parents, I hope you're listening. All those extra extracurriculars are not necessary. And trying to make sure that, you know, they're in every, you know, community service thing, you know, if, if that's what they want to do, that is something different. Right. But if that is what you're saying, hey, you know what? There's a food pantry here. Go volunteer. Oh, well, there's a coat drive over there. You know, you, you can squeeze that in on Tuesdays. Like that, it, it becomes a lot. Not only it that, it's, it's not helpful for college. So colleges look at community services, good, better, and best. Good is, okay, all service is good, right? I mean, don't get me wrong, but if the student signs up and shows up and can't write an essay, like they truly don't even want to be there, that is not college worthy. If they have something that they're saying, hey, mom, dad, can I go do this with my friends? This sounds really cool. That's better. But what's best is that student finds their passion they understand what they want to see changed in the world, and then they lead others to create that change, that is college essay worthy. That's what colleges want. So to burn out your child with sign up, show up, and burn them out, that is a absolute disaster, and it is unnecessary. So true. So do you work on college essays with the students? We help the student to figure out what is the best thing they can share with the college. So one of the essay prompts on the Common App is, tell me something um, you did that did not benefit yourself. Okay, that's community service, but they just want to know, what did you do? Well, if a student lists, I did this and that and this and that and this and that, and they learn nothing about your student other than they can sign up and show up that's not going to help them. But if they learn, I was so passionate about these, these children who are in the next community that only have hand-me-down clothes and they have, they're lacking self-confidence. And so I found these pillowcases and I taught myself to sew and I turned them into beautiful little dresses for these little girls who now will have their own pretty dress to wear and it will provide them confidence. And I love fashion and this, this makes me happy. And I got my girlfriends to do it with me and we enjoyed it while we were sharing pizza. Do you see the difference? Right, right. As it's, it's supposed, as opposed to someone that's like, Hey, yeah, I did this. I did that. I did this. I did that. And you have this long list of stuff that you showed up for, but now instead you're getting to know the student as a person. Absolutely. And our students were certifiers for the presidential national award and the congressional national award. 
So our students have the opportunity to earn eight national awards. There is nothing more impressive than a national award other than an international award. So our students are doing things they love to do. They're serving their community and they're earning national awards. That is how to utilize one thing, get leadership, get a national award and enjoy it, which will show on the essay. So you can see that doing one thing they love is so much better than doing a million things they feel like they have to do. That is so awesome. That is so awesome. So Shelly, tell people where they can find you so they can get this amazing one-on-one consult, consultation and help. So we have a website that is called College Ready Plan. So College Ready Plan is, is really, we focus on the plan. And in order to have a plan, we offer a complimentary discovery call with your family because no two students are the same and no two plans should be the same. To get that discovery call, all you have to do is go to our website, www.collegeReadyPlan.com, click on the link for the discovery call, say you heard it on this podcast, and we will gift you that time. There is no commitment. We are here to serve your family and help them plan for their future. That is so awesome. So guys, In case you missed any of it, remember her information will be in the show notes, along with how you get the free book. She doesn't realize she's speaking our language. She (laughs) said free. We love it. So, (laughs) Shelly, it has been amazing having you. And thank you for helping not only parents, but students and including everyone in the conversation. It is my pleasure, and I'm happy to answer any questions that your listeners have, and thank you for the opportunity to share this information. So guys, as you heard, it's never too early to start planning for college, especially when paying for it. If you don't want to be confused, confuzzled, or just caught out there. So as always, guys, Her information is in the show notes, so you won't miss a thing. But as always, guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping. This is Sergei Brajnikov, narrator of The Rise of King Osiris, podcast by J.V. Taurus. You are listening to the CQP Moments Podcast.